the benefits of joining groups and pursuing hobbies, a Kinship Carers Victoria podcast. This podcast is part of a series on Kinship Carer self-care and well-being. It was recorded and produced on Jara Country, the land of the Jaja Wurrung people, and we extend our ongoing respect to all Kulin Nation peoples, the traditional custodians of these lands, and pay respect to the elders both past and present, and to the deep knowledge of the land that is embedded within the Indigenous communities. So I've got a number of uh, special interests uh, that involve groups. We've made uh, a number of very good friends that way. My brain needs all the focus to make that tiny thing so I can clear my mind of all the other dross. So it's just magic, magic. Through KCV's surveys and interviews, kinship carers have regularly noted the benefits of joining groups and pursuing hobbies and other meaningful activities outside of their carer role. There's a mountain of evidence highlighting that hobbies are extremely beneficial for both body and mind. Finding an enjoyable pastime can help to reduce stress, enhance well-being, improve social connections and even stave off depression and anxiety. In a recent survey on stress and well-being conducted by the Australian Psychological Society, four in five participants found activities like listening to music and spending time on a hobby were effective ways of managing stress. The reasons for this are well documented. Shared experience through group activities or hobbies all enhance our enjoyment of the activity and help us feel less isolated. Engaging in creative activities such as songwriting, knitting, visual art or musical performance have all been shown to increase positive moods. Creative activities allow you to expand neural connections in your brain, which has been linked to the release of feel-good hormones such as dopamine. We spoke with two Victorian carers, their names are not published for privacy reasons, who shared details of their personal carer circumstances and some of the meaningful pursuits they find beneficial. I've been a carer for over seven years with my wife. We have two grandchildren that uh, live with us. Uh, they were two and five when they came here and uh, they're now nine and twelve. They came to us about a year after we retired. It was due to some family circumstances at the time and the children were removed from their, their mother's care. Uh, their father, who was uh, uh, one of our sons, He's actively involved with the girls, but he can't look after them because he works six days a week. So uh, the children have been living with us. So that's our circumstances. We um, uh, we do a bit of travel. We have a motorhome and the girls like coming with us. We go away generally about once a month and uh, I'm fairly actively involved with um, what's happening at their schools. I'm on a school council uh, at a special school where our, our older girl attends. Uh, my wife and I are both active members of a, of a national motorhome club and I'm currently the secretary of a Victorian branch of, of that club. So I get involved there in organising the, um, the, the venues for our monthly get-togethers, which are often in a caravan park and take place over a weekend. Yesterday, my wife and I were at a, a monthly meeting of an Oz child support group. And it's mainly grandparents that go to that, more grandmothers than grandfathers. But um, my wife and I have been involved with that group. Uh, really almost you know, since as long as we've had the, had the girls, which is about seven years. Yeah, no, I'm so, I seem to, seem to fit it in a bit. Well, probably um, uh, friendships is the main one. We've met some wonderful people. Also, um, uh, the sense of providing some sort of service to the community, feeling that we're doing doing some good, both, both me and my wife. 
Uh, I guess they're the, they're, they're the main things. It's not just a matter of filling in time. We try and do things in a, in a constructive way. I became a carer a long time ago. I've been looking after other people's kids probably since I was big enough to look after the next child down. But I chose to become a foster carer in 1990. And I also worked in the education system with children with behavioural issues and um, disabilities. In 2013, I said, that's it, I've had enough. I've been looking after kids my entire life. I want a change of career. So I headed into a change of career. And uh, less than 12 months into that, I had the first of my grandsons land in my lap to stay. I always looked forward to being a grandparent, but being a carer of your grandchildren isn't grandparenting. It's a completely different setup. And it's changed my life completely because all the things that I was heading into doing had to come to a screeching halt because the children, when children come into care, they come with a lot of issues and they need a lot of time and care and love and support. So everything else that I was doing in my life had to come to a halt. So friends disappeared, the things that I wanted to do, like being able to just go and not have to set my life in, in the school hours or kinder hours, my ability to leave the house without a carload of extra bits and pieces changed. I'm 61 and the children I have currently are eight and four. I'm a storyteller and the career I put on hold was to be a full-time writer because I can't go into the zone and just write non-stop when there's small people who need my attention. So the writing went on, on hold but the family tree research has gone into that because there's fascinating stories in families. So I'm learning some history and I'm learning all sorts of fascinating things. Doing family tree research is like being a detective. So I have to once again do these in microbursts because late at night uh, I can do my research after the boys are settled. And when I'm focusing on the hobbies, and, and you'll understand in the, when I tell you about the other hobby I've got, everything else disappears. So I'm not thinking about DFFH and I'm not thinking about the caseworker. I'm not thinking about the next appointment. I'm thinking about these people in history and and where they fitted in the greater picture. And I'm thinking about language and I'm thinking about all sorts of fascinating things about my ancestors. And all of that distills down to who I am. So that's been fascinating, absolutely fascinating. The term hobby can encompass many activities. These might include gardening, hiking, camping or travelling, playing a musical instrument, reading or joining a book club, learning a language, writing, going to dance classes, doing a craft such as knitting, woodworking and more. Many pursuits require little equipment or setup, but all take time and focus, and others may be physically or financially inaccessible for some. Our carers told us what activities they aren't currently doing or haven't tried but would like to, and the reasons they haven't taken these up yet. Uh, I would like to learn another language, um, especially German. I had a German pen friend for about 30 years, so I, I've, I have a special interest in that language. My wife and I did travel around Europe for six months, and we did spend a fair bit of time in Germany, but I would like to um, study that language and become fluent in it. Uh, I don't have an opportunity at the moment because there's no courses available near where I live. I'd have to travel to the, uh, the Melbourne CBD. If I can get something closer, I'd, uh, I'd probably be doing it now. Before the boys came along, 
I was going into a writing career. I had a, a, a novella published the night before we went into the first lockdown and it's still selling and I'm still getting royalties for it, but I haven't been able to write since. So I want to be able to write again and, and spend a lot of time writing, but that's going to be a bit further down the track. Doing hobbies or activities in groups can help improve connections with others and reduce loneliness, yet some people also receive great benefits from dedicating time to an activity that's just for themselves. Taking some me time isn't a self-indulgence, but a form of respite that carers frequently need and which can allow them to return to their care duties with a fresher outlook and a better frame of mind. Uh, particularly with the motorhome and, and staying in caravan parks and camping areas, we generally get out about once a month. We've made uh, a number of very good friends that way, just to share some conversation or, or a meal or an afternoon tea or a few drinkies uh, during, a, during a weekend stay. Uh, the girls make friends very quickly. By the time I've got a hose plugged in and an electric lead connected and set up on site, uh, they've each got a friend and they're off at the playground. So um, it's been very good for, for them in terms of getting along with other people and, uh, and knowing how to make friends. I'm learning French and Italian. Another carer said to me, I'm losing my Italian. And I said, oh, I'll learn Italian so we can speak together. But we don't get much time to actually have a chat. But I've continued to learn, making slow progress. And then with another friend, I said, oh, we'll go and do the local French class with uh, U3A. So I'm now learning French as well, which are great hobbies. And, and then we have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee afterwards. And, and it's great to have that social connection again, because that was seriously missing for the first couple of years of the boys being with me. So the other, other hobby I've got at the moment is making miniatures. And I make little scenes for friends, for gifts. And when I'm making those tiny things, because it's something you've really got to focus on, nothing else can get in. But the problem is I can't do that when the little one's around because he climbs up on my leg just as I'm putting this hot glue gun on a tiny thing. Boom, up he climbs and knocks my arm and away the thing flies. So, so the miniature making has to also be when the boys are either at kinder or asleep. It's fun to just let the world go and just have some moment of focus. It's almost like meditation. KCV believes the sharing of other carers' experiences and knowledge is key in supporting carers in their difficult role and helping to combat isolation and feelings of being overwhelmed by the constant pressures. Our interviewees were asked what advice they had for other carers in taking up hobbies or other activities outside of their everyday duties. Our retirement plans are somewhat different to, to what they, they would have been if we didn't have the girls. We did intend to spend a fair bit of time each year, especially in our earlier retirement, is uh, travelling to different places around Australia. Our wings have been clipped a bit because we've got the girls, but nevertheless, we've still been to Queensland twice in a motorhome. Uh, we've been to Western Australia once, we've been to South Australia two or three times. We certainly uh, take more opportunities right away, but we don't have that freedom that fully retired people with no ties like. Uh, uh, like having children to look after uh, would, would be able to do. You know, we don't get um, time out for good behaviour as a carer. <laughs> and we don't get, there's not much respite available for kinship carers. And being a single parent, there's very little time that's just our time. 
and we can't fill our energy buckets if we're constantly drained for somebody else. So doing these things it gives me some time out just for me. Yeah, I would encourage them to do so rather than just stay at home because uh, uh, even a small network of, uh, of friends is important. Uh, it can be a lonely life uh, being a carer on your own. Um, at the support group uh, that we go to with Ozchild, we sometimes hear stories from uh, people that have uh, come to that group and some of them are quite horrendous, some of the experiences that they've had. Uh, the hard times, the lack of support, and so on, particularly uh, grandmothers on their own, uh, sometimes living on an age pension and not much other financial support. When we were first attending that group, we were newbies. Um, uh, we, we didn't really know much about what was going on, and people in that group, through their stories and experience, were able to help us. Now it's the other way around. We've been going there for some years. We've got all the experience uh, in dealing with government departments and uh, various other organisations, children's court and so on, and uh, we can help ease, ease their path through the, through the system like uh, others were able to help us. Kinship carers groups were the best thing that ever happened. I belong to several and I make a point of going to those because the wealth of knowledge that other carers have is phenomenal. There's, there's this brain trust, there's this experience, there, people know where to find things and where information that doesn't come from your department and your caseworker for all the reasons that they're overworked and la 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 la. The other carers are an absolute goldmine of knowledge and resources. So take advantage of any carer group that you can go to. Other carers understand like no one else ever will. Throughout this series, KCV has reiterated the value of carers looking after their own well-being so that they might be better able to look after the young people in their care. Hobbies are invaluable to everyone's well-being. They can help make you take some time for yourself and provide you with a way to declutter and clear your mind. Some pursuits can help keep you in better physical health and others can expand your world through the learning of new skills, exposure to new ideas and interactions with new people. In the next podcast in this series, we'll explore the importance of getting enough unbroken regular sleep and how this can affect a person's brain health and overall physical and psychological well-being. This podcast was made possible by generous support from the Department of Families, Fairness and Housing and the Carer Cafe.